There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the July. You are tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and on the Power Chord Hour podcast. How you doing out there? I am Anthony Merchant here with you with another episode. Today we got Brian Brandon, JFA singer, a skate punk legend with us. They got a new album coming out very soon, Last Ride. It'll be out this May on DC Jam Records, first one in a while. But I mean, a band, again, who has been kind of stood the test of time. You've been around forever. So we got new music to talk about, get into just JFA and the history and all that with Brian. So, I mean, who better to talk JFA with than Brian? Brian, man, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Hey, everybody out there in radio land, TV land, computer land, whatever land you're in. Yeah, however you're uh, taking this in, thanks for uh, being a part of it. I wanted to start out, you know, before we get into the new record Talk a little bit about, you know, JFA, because, again, you guys have been around, if I'm not mistaken, starting in uh, 81, and I know you were pretty young when you started. So, I mean, I with still JFA, am. you still are, you, you like, I was thinking about this before the interview, though, too, because it's like you've been doing this for so long. Were there any bands prior to JFA? Or, I mean, was this like your first real band? Or did you have any like high school bands prior to this? Or was this like ground floor for you and getting into bands? Well, so I had these two two buddies when I was first getting into punk, uh, the Murley brothers, Sean and Eric. And Eric used to beat the shit out of Sean, and Sean beat the shit out of Eric. And uh, we got a band together. Uh, we were called The Deceased. And and we never played out, but we had T-shirts that we made ourselves with, uh, with markers, and it had our slogan on it, The Deceased Don't Care. And so... <laughs> So, yeah, we had that going, and I actually wore a deceased shirt to uh, high school one time. Uh, and back then in the 80s, man, everybody hated punkers, you know, the the jocks, the meddlers, the hippies, the cowboys, the grandmas, the teacher, you know, everyone hated us. So, you know, it was just you pick pick a day who's going to come and try and kick your ass. So I wore a shirt uh, in the front. It said the deceased don't care in small little, you know, uh, magic marker, right? But then the back I got like like three inch uh high stencils and i spray painted jocks suck <laughs> so yeah i wore that to school that they love me man and yeah they, That's what they, they had to love that oh yeah so they like <laughs> you know it took them a little while to figure out what it said you know what i mean uh big words you know and uh so you know i'm walking down campus and all these guys are like looking at me and, uh, and uh Everything was cool till about lunchtime. And uh, they're, they're, I'm walking to lunch and they're all sitting on either side of the quad or whatever, right? And they all start like standing up as I walk by and following me, you know, like the whole football team, everybody, right? I'm like, oh shit, this ain't gonna be good. And so I'm like, well, I, probably not a good idea to go in the cafeteria, not a lot of room to move about in there, you know? So I got a little snack bar line. And had those little metal rails, you know, kind of like when you go to the fair or whatever. Not the fair, but, you know, like, like Disneyland or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm standing there, and they all surround me. And they start pushing me and shoving me and grabbing my shirt and ripping and tearing and punching and kicking and spitting. All this stuff. And I'm like, I'm a freaking freshman, man. I'm, you know, a little, little kid. And they just, you know, 
Next thing I know, the entire shirt is ripped off my back. All that's left is the collar. You know what I mean? It's like hanging, hanging down sideways and stuff. And then, uh, then they grab me from behind, you know, and walk me over to the side. And the whole football team lines up. They all get in line to kick, kick the ass of the little punker. You know, now come on, man, let's go on, crush you. Uh, and the biggest guy, of course, is in front. Big, fat, heavy, like linebacker dude. He's ready to punch, punch the heck out of him. He goes, he freaking punches me in the stomach, going, ah, ah, I'm dying. <laughs> you know. And I guess I'm a pretty good actor because they all freaked out and left. So that was it. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to wear, where did I had to borrow a down jacket from somebody so I could go into class wearing something for the first <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So I that was it. my first band. <laughs> Did you guys, I, I know you said you guys didn't play shows. Did you, were you like, did you write any originals? Like, I mean, did you, did any no. songs exist? No? No, we just did the t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> a good t-shirt. Very rare, though. Okay. If you can find those on eBay, man, buy them. There's very <laughs> few of those made. And they're still in good condition. You gotta, you gotta find one of those. Yeah. Prior, you, prior to the deceased, I mean, punk rock and all that. I mean, was was punk like your first your like first big music that you're into? Or I mean, were, was there stuff pre-punk that was like music that kind of you know the things that got you into music as a kid? Or was punk what got you into music? Oh no, you know, I mean, I was listening to whatever. You know, I liked uh, I liked a lot of Billy Preston. I never you ever heard of that guy? But he's a really funky piano uh, organ player, really great. Um, my first first single i ever got was a band called wet willie and they had a song called keep on smiling and, and my cousin turned me on to it and i had to uh get, to buy it because they said hell in it because like, <laughs> you're hanging out in the local bar and they're wondering who the hell you are are you a bummer are you a star keep on smiling in the rain I'm like, dude, they said hell. So that was my first record. <laughs> was that was that actually kind of kind of going off that? Because I, I remember being a kid and kind of the same thing where it's like, oh my god, like you know, yeah. you hear Heller Dam in a song, and it's like, oh wow, yeah. is that your when punk came into the picture later? I mean, was that part of the attraction that what? Because I mean, if, if the attraction there is he said hell, you know, punk rock pretty provocative. There's pretty there's quite a bit of stuff in there. Oh right yeah, there. they said a lot more than that in punk rock, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about it that way. Uh, I just kind of liked uh, the energy, you know, the energy. And because, I mean, this was like, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And and uh, all you heard on the radio was like uh, Fleetwood Mac or Journey or Ario Speedway. And like, oh, you know, and that, and that's kind of what the band was about, uh, JFA. That's that's kind of why we started up was because. We just wanted to play music that that people could skate to because there wasn't that much out there, you know, that that kind of got your got your blood pumping to go to go shred, you know what I mean? So that that's kind of where we we saw a need and and we did our best to fill it. With with that cuz I mean that's the I think that's so interesting with JFA cuz I feel like maybe more than any other band, I mean Music and skateboard, like punk rock and skateboarding are just, they go together with JFA, like both I feel like get connected with you guys. Which came first for you personally, even pre-JFA? Did you discover punk rock first? Did you discover skateboarding first? Oh, skateboarding by far, man. I, I was skateboarding since I was like four, you know. Oh, Actually, wow. at that age, I was into uh, uh, Captain Kirk and Starship Enterprise. So I had like a little clay wheel board and I'd go, 
you know, scooting down the, the driveway on, on, on my one knee and then pushing with the other foot and holding on to the front. And I mean, I was a Starship Enterprise going warp 12 right there, you know? <laughs> it's so, it's so funny too. I mean, you know, now, and again, like with skateboarding now, and this is why I want to like talk some, you know, history and all that stuff with you too. But, yeah. but like, I think about it and like, I mean, I was born in 1992 when I, when I like discovered punk rock, skateboarding is just a part of it. Like, I don't know a time where like, that's not like forever. If the skateboarding just goes with punk, but that's very funny. Cause like, as you're saying it, yeah, there's a time I can't imagine skateboarders like playing like Fleetwood Max rumors, like blasting that and like skateboarding and shit like that. So like to think oh, of yeah. that side with the music, like, yeah, there, there was a time where there was almost no soundtrack, I guess, to skateboarding. Well, no, there's always, there was always stuff, you know, the Ramones were out, you know, Led Zeppelin, you know, um, you know, Stones or whatever, you know what I mean? There, there, there was stuff out there, but, um, you know, even uh, uh, Ted Nugent before he went freaking crazy, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, just some good music that just, just gets you going, you know, there was stuff, you know, even like the the garage bands, you know, there were some garage bands yeah. in Arizona, there were, you know, garage bands all in the sixties and stuff like that. So there, you know, that stuff's out there. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be one kind of music either too, you know, and even lately, like I've been skating with some shredders uh, over here at the Vans Huntington beach skate park and uh, a guy named Yoda, uh, Lonnie Hermato, uh, Christian Asoy, uh, Bennett Harada, and those guys play reggae. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's a, we're slowing it down a lot here. You know, and yeah, no, no, Brian, man. Like when you go for the airs, you want to be mellow. You want to don't be like, oh, you know, spazzy. You want to just like go up there and go, you know what I mean? So I've been trying that too. So, you know, whatever works, you know what I mean? I, I still like the punk rock, though, I don't lie. That's really, that's really interesting though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah these guys are getting like bionic, big old ass airs because, you know, you want to go easy on that. You know, you don't want to be like, you know, all, you know, squirrely <laughs> or spazzy. You know, you want to like have control and you just want to kind of float up there. You know, Ooh, you hear the wind going. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I love that though. Yeah. I love the contrast, like reggae and punk rock. I mean, because you're right. Yeah. yeah kind of too. You're both skateboarding, but yeah, did like two very different, both great music, but yeah, two very different like vibes kind of. When you're yeah. doing something, I feel like skateboarding. Yeah, Is whatever, that... man. I listen to all kinds of stuff. You know, I listen to the blues a lot, you know, uh, just whatever. I, I like stuff that's got some soul to it and it's not like overproduced. It's not plastic. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not some kind of formula or whatever, something that's coming from the heart. That's what I look for, you know? No, I'm with you. I'd rather soul than like production. Soul than oh, soul yeah. than production yeah. or something yeah. on it, you know? I like that. I like that. Yeah, and absolutely. Actually, Punk rock kind of has that, that, you know, like, I mean, is in, you know, you're like talking punk and reggae and, you know, punk is that like more aggressive, you know, obviously a more aggressive side of music and stuff. But I mean, you kind of talk about that. There, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, I think of all the amazing people I've met through punk rock and like, you know, you do just meet cool people where maybe you're very different, but if you both like this one band or this one thing, you know, same with you, we're talking skateboarding. It's like, you know, if you can connect, maybe you come from two different worlds, but you can find that, like that common ground. And it's like, if you're cool, you're cool. Like, who gives a shit where you're from? Who you're yeah, from? no, absolutely, man. And I mean, and that's what punk rock was when we started in Phoenix. Um, it was just, hey, we're all different. We're all considered weirdos. And and this guy wants to, like, you know, in Phoenix, we had the meat puppets. 
We had uh, this international language with this guy George Dillon, which was kind of just this weird art music, but but rock. And we had we had a band called Killer Pussy with Lucy Lamode was a singer, and she would sing about teenage nurses in teenage enema nurses in bondage, you know, like kind of new way, like. And it didn't matter, man. You know, everybody was just doing their own thing, and you know, it was all punk. You know, after a while, punk became like. Well, you gotta wear a leather jacket, and you gotta have ripped jeans, and it's gotta be really fast, and you know, like well, and that's kind of what we were. But when it started becoming, that's what it had to be. We're like, you know what, fuckers, I'm gonna wear a paisley shirt and some rat. I'm gonna let my hair get all curly, and we're gonna do some funky stuff because punk should be whatever you know you want it to be. You know, oh, just absolutely. not lame, not plastic, and not sellout. You know, those are my only things that, that I think uh, limit what's really punk. Yeah, I mean, and so, I mean, you know, we're talking soul. It's like, is there is there soul in the music? Do you mean it? Do you, do, you know, is it is it all you're being put into it? It's like, I don't give a shit if you're wearing a leather jacket. If it's good punk music, like, I don't really, really care your aesthetic or what you're wearing. Did you write yeah. a good song? You know? Well, I mean, and it could be cool. Like, somebody's, if everybody's dressed the same, like, ah, that's not very, but you got people, well, look at that dude, man. Look at the, uh, Look at the reverse mohawk instead of a straight up mohawk. The guy just like went right down the middle with the with the razor, you know. The guy, I, I remember the guy from the Butthole Surfers, the guitar player, did a sideways mohawk, so it went like this, you know. Uh, oh God, and, yeah, and he, but he didn't put any Cairo syrup or super glue in it, so it was just all kind of like floating free. So he's like playing. He's like, two, two. So he's like, I'm all. He's a hippie. He's a skinhead. Hippie, skinhead, hippie. Skinhead. Like, what is this guy? Dude. <laughs> Back and forth, this is big. Like, Whoa, wait, stop, man. I can't. <laughs> but it, it was cool. You know, they used to have the dino uh, spikes, like dinosaur, like, you know, kind of like that brontosaurus, you know, yeah. all that stuff. They need to bring that stuff. You don't get enough of that these days, man. Kids. You know, that's a good point. Spikes. You really don't. You don't. I've yeah. seen like, the, like examples I'm thinking of as you're saying that. Are like older examples. It's not like someone I saw no. walking down the street five days ago. It's not a haircut I like saw out in the wild. Yeah, there, there was a guy named uh, Brendan Mullen, and uh, he was in a band with our original bass player, um, Michael Cornelius, called the Junior Chemist. So we had a song called um, Preppy, which was on our first full-length album, but the music was taken from them, and we practiced at Brendan's house really early um, because we didn't have any place else, and he was cool. But he did like he did half a mustache. <laughs> like, he, like he had a mustache on the right and clean shaven on the left. You know what I mean? <laughs> so hey, kids, be you know, be creative out there. Come on. I think you've just I think you've just inspired me like half yeah. half of this. Do it. Just completely yeah. fresh baby face. Yeah, like, like you turn like this, you know, and then you go back the other way and like Whoa. Yeah. what <laughs> is he? On the left party on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my do god! Do it. Let's <laughs> yeah, see it, dude. man. You Punk can man. Shave everything else off. You can only, you know. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Break it up a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! I want to. I want to go back for a minute. We were, we were just talking about it a little with uh, Phoenix, and I mean, you guys finding a place to play and everything like that. How about like if you can paint us the music, paint us a little bit of a picture of the Phoenix music scene when JFA is starting out. I mean. You know, you just talked about a little bit like the Meat Puppets and stuff. So it's not like there was like some other cool punk bands and stuff going on. But were there a lot of them? I mean, did you 
Like, if you were playing a show, would it be on a mixed bill, or were there other punk bands to play with at that point? And even on that, were there venues to play and stuff for a band like JFA early on? Yeah, so the venues, that's the key part. So they they were having these things called industrial dances, where we'd go like the Knights of Pythias Hall, Renata Hall, and, and we could just punk out to our heart's content with all these different bands, you know? And I mean, the Meat Puppets, oh my God, I can't say enough about them. Listen to their early stuff, and they're so radical and crazy and fast and tight and like oh my god and then they did some weird like way out in the psychedelic world type of stuff i mean crazy stuff i i love those guys we played with the uh, sun city girls too and they were just kind of uh uh they were all over the place too um they, they just improvised a lot and they would do some really weird crazy ass stuff uh the, the bishop brothers and charlie goucher was there drummer and like you talk about their uncle jim and this uncle jim some crazy you know pissed off dude or something and they used to just torment the, the skinheads we toured with them and like they would make fun of this and like like you think there's gonna be a fight you know and it's kind of go back to the thing that like hey we're all different man don't don't put your vision of what you know people should be on me and especially at a punk rock concert you know but um, no, the scene was the scene was really good. Like I say, it was healthy because, you know, if you wanted to be a punker, you had to like, you know, it wasn't cool to be a punker. <laughs> it was uncool. Like people would kick your ass walking down the sidewalk. You know what I mean? So if you saw a punker or a skater, you know, on the street, you knew they were hardcore. You know, they weren't posing. They were like real because, you know, they had skin in the game, like probably scraped off their face. You know what I mean? So. Um, but it was a great scene, man. Like I say, everybody was, was uh, doing whatever. But the venue thing was uh, was a, a deal, especially because we kind of brought um, slam dancing to uh, to Phoenix. Like before, everybody was just pogoing harshly, you know, pogoing and jumping up and down, like pogo stick. Um, and I, I remember it did piss some people off when our when our guys started slamming because we had all the skateboarders from uh high roller skate park would, would come to see us and they're just all doing the hp strut you know just head down fists up you know kicking and and they all thought it was they were trying to fight them and then they would want to fight you know one guy pulled a knife and oh, you know geez. yeah so you know but then uh whenever we played a different place like just a, a like a bar or something we would as soon as people started slamming they would shut the show down and say we're breaking stuff and call the cops so you know our first probably 10 club shows we got banned from every one of those clubs for life like you guys never come back here <laughs> you know so and, and we're just dancing man chill out you know yeah so, yeah, yeah those are the days man it's kind of breaking new ground you know when you guys when you guys started playing outside of uh, the phoenix area i mean w was the next place i mean was southern california basically the first kind of place you played outside of Phoenix or I mean, I'm kind of making assumptions there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, cause, cause we love the music coming out of uh, Southern California, you know, uh, circle jerks, TSOL, the germs, early black flag, um, China white, the Flyboys, the crowd, um, adolescents, I mean, so many good bands out of there, you know, and so that was kind of like our spiritual home uh, out in the middle of freaking nowhere in the desert, you know what I mean? So, so um, I, 
we played the cuckoo's nest with the crowd and the cuckoo's nest was where slam dancing was invented not to be confused with moshing two totally different things i'll tell you why um so you know we opened for the crowd there they're kind of like a beach punk band kind of you know a little more happy than gnarly like like you know circle jerks or something um so you know you know i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna slam and and friggin' cuckoo's nest you know right where where the hp strut was invented you know and, and i i don't say so i go out there, during the crowd like i say pretty mellow as soon as i stepped in there it's like bam, bam, like punch in the face punch in the face get neck you know i'm like fuck I'm just, ah, oh, God, you know, just trying to get out like help me you know and uh that's what slam dancing is about kids so don't tell me about you're like doing ring around the rosies clockwise <laughs> pushing pushing the people like i don't know what that is but that's not that's not slam dancing but uh yeah so i think our first show i one of our let's just i'll be safe one of our first shows we played the ukrainian culture center on melrose in hollywood and the lineup was us the lewd bad religion and bad brains oh my god yeah that's a good it, show like they were that they were always like shows back then like if you look at it now what well, that's fake without, nope, that's how it was, you know, and, and, uh, and it, the, the cops hated everybody. Um, so, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk about the cops real quick. So, so I'm, I go to the gig and I go, you know what, I'm going to go out and get, get some fresh air. I'm going to smoke a clove cigarette. I, I walk around back. Everything's cool. Walk around the side. Everything's cool. Walk out onto Melrose and there's cop cars as far as you can see with their lights on, you know, just flashing and everything and there's like few punkers here and there and they're all getting their asses beat by the cops like boom boom billy cups i'm like they're like oh you know just walking down the street smoking my clove cigarette I'm 14 years old you know punk rock got my got my wing tips on and my uh, pinstripe uh pants you know i'm cool and then everyone's getting their asses beat i'm like no oh, no one's gonna fuck with me man and all of a sudden a cop can up in Hey boy, what the fuck you doing? I'm all, I was, I'm just walking down the street, sir. What's what are you smoking, kid? I'm all, it's a close cigarette, sir. Would, would you like some? You better fucking put that thing out right now, or I'm gonna I'm gonna shove it up your ass. I'm all, yes, sir. I will do that right now. <laughs> Turned back and went in. Uh, and uh, uh, Dennis, the the original rhythm uh, guitar player for Social uh, Distortion, was there. I love Dennis, man. And he's sitting there and we're like way in the back between band, like back of the club. And, uh, and we're just, and I introduced myself and uh, he's cool as shit. He drinks a, a Budweiser and freaking throws it on the ground and breaks it. The bottle. I'm all, wow. That's so cool. Punk rock, man. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the bad brains come on curtain opens up and no one had ever seen him before. And those guys were so friggin' gnarly and tight, and HR had so much energy. He's like, boo, 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 <laughs> and it was like nobody knew what the what the hell hit them, but but they caught on pretty quick. And then it just like you know, well that 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 was some good time. And I, we've seen so many good shows in my life, you know, and they're they're still out there. And uh, playing them, you've gotten to play them too. Like you're on those. Oh lines. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh. Playing them's a whole different thing, you know, being up there and uh, uh, moving around, jumping around, you know, jumping the crowd and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just have fun and just like wherever the spirit moves me is, you know, what I'm going to do, you know, try 
try not to break too many things that I run into up there, but you know, that what happens, you know, it's punk rock. Come on. <laughs> as, as JFA started, you know, getting, you know, like, again, we're talking Southern California and stuff, but like when you, when you really kind of started touring and kind of going throughout the country, was there a place you remember early on that like embraced JFA the most, be that a city or a region of the country? Was there, you know what I mean? Was there, was there anywhere that seemed to be exceptionally well your first time around? Every place we went back then, because um, I mean, this was before the internet, before uh, really email anything, you know, so everything was word of mouth. So uh, our manager would find different clubs and, and line them up like, you know, on, on a, on a, you know, route that made sense. And uh, we would pull in and all the skaters, all the punk skaters would be there waiting for us. We had a big green school bus, full size, 964 International Harvester. And they knew the, when they saw the big green bus, they knew JFA was in town and they'd be ready with all their spots. And, you know, we go skate like ditches or hills or pools or abandoned skate parks or banks, whatever. And, uh, you know, we never really did any... Um, any sound checks because we were too busy skating, you know, like all, all the other bands, they would hang out at the bar at the club and be cool and talk about guitars and try and pick up chicks. And we'd be, you guys go, go for it. We're, we're going skating, you know? So, but I mean, we pretty much every place we played back then was rad. Cause we, you know, besides the big boys, we were like the only band out there that was like pro skate, you know, punk rock. You know what I mean? But that was our, you know, that was our entire thing. Like play a gig or go skate the pool. As we were talking about that, like I was thinking of too, because again, I mean, JFA, punk rock, skateboarding. I mean, you guys really, I feel like in so many ways, I mean, you're the ones who really mended it together. Was it always, I don't know, because they're related now, but I'm also looking at it through the lens of you guys have been around since the eighties. I mean, from the beginning, was that always a big part of the band was the skateboarding side of it? I mean, was that just from the get-go? I mean, that didn't come in sometime later on, right? No, they no, were that was a requirement. Together. Yeah, that was a requirement for being in the band is you had to skate. Nice, and, uh, nice. Yeah, still is to this day, you know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know, it's what, what we're all about. You know, we were never like one of those bands where we all lived in a house together and planned stuff out and had like our steps to success, you know what I mean? A lot of those bands end up hating each other because they see each other all the time. You know, we go skate together and do our stuff and get together and practice and tour. But, you know, we're all kind of into our own thing. But, uh, I mean, skateboarding and punk were the things that, that kept us together and still do. You know, I mean, uh, Don, our guitar player, wrote an article about, like, you know, the skater's eye. You know, a skater will look at things a different way than anybody else. Like, they'll see, oh, that looks skatable. There's an old... Um, old comic i remember it's like that it's the freeway with the you know the jersey barrier down the middle and this car crashes and then it like it gets hung up on the jersey barrier and, and like starts sliding sideways you know and then there's like a blur break in it and the skaters are watching it they're all oh yeah look at that he's going for the front side board slide and then like <laughs> you know and then they he falls into the gap between and i smash oh he didn't make the channel though you know so you know we're like we'll drive. We, I remember driving through the Holland Tunnel in New York and going, "Damn, if this thing was just up, you know, right side up instead of upside down, it'd be skatable as fuck." You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. You're right. I don't think most people have that like mindset. That's definitely. Oh yeah, no, we're seeing all kind of, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so let's talk, you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, we got a new one coming from JFA. We got Last Ride coming in May, which is going to be here a lot sooner than later. Really excited for new music, and it's the first album from quite a while from JFA. So, like, take us back, like, how long ago did you start? Was it like, all right, we should probably write another one? Like, like how long has this one been in the making when it was like, okay, probably time to make another JFA record? Well, I think it's been about, it's been more than 10 years since our last record and we've just been playing out a lot um except for covid covid obviously we we had to take a break and that's when we uh started you know saying hey why don't we work on a record but um it's funny because there's uh there's this if you look at most of the most bands right like their first album is usually their best right and then like the second one eh, you know like i can think of some bands that i like you know more more than their first but i think the ones i like you know most of them are mostly the first album and then yeah even if they're freaking great you know and that's because before they put out that first album they have all this time their whole life to write all their songs you know what i mean and yeah. then you got to put out a second record in like six months or a year and like i don't know eh. you know what i mean so um we we've probably had about six eight albums but we've been doing it for almost you know 42 years you know what i mean so so they're pretty spread out <laughs> so that's kind of helping and we've kind of gone in some different directions you know so this one we, we had about got about 10 years worth of uh ideas you know lyrics music whatever uh different approaches on it um and we're sticking we're sticking close to our roots on it with, with some fast hard type of stuff uh, got some great musicians. Corey Strett's been been our bass player for probably twenty something years, probably the longest bass player we've ever had, and he's super good. Um, we got Jamie Reedling, who's just an amazing drummer. Like he can do Mitch Mitchell, he can do Keith Moon, uh, he can do you know um, Chuck Biscuits or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, and not like. I'm going to do that, but just naturally to whatever the song needs, you know what I mean? So, and then me and Don are, are, are the original members. We've, we've been doing it forever. So, I mean, this record covers kind of all the JFA bases, you know, about probably half of the songs have something to do with skateboarding, either <laughs> directly or indirectly or something. You know, we got a song about the Badlands where Steve Albin, everybody's from. And, you know, it's kind of about like, you're just getting sick of like going to a, a skate park where everybody wears, you got to wear helmets and then there's, there's little kids and then their parents and, you know, you deal with all this stuff, you know, you just want to get back to the real thing. Um, speaking of that, we have a song called soccer dad that Don wrote, and that's actually about surf dads who want their kids to be the next Kelly Slater. And they're like pushing the kids and yelling at them and, getting pissed at the judges and and you know basically just watering down the kid's style so he doesn't really have his own style or her own style but it's just some kind of you know thing that's supposed to get him to be pro so because the dad never made it you know so he wants <laughs> the kids to make you know just stupid stuff like that we got about uh, we got three or four instrumentals on there which we were kind of nice. instrumentals too um let's see we got one called uh uh what i don't even know what it's called it's it's about um it's it's about this guy that we used to go surfing with and he would always be there living in his winnebago uh and he would just he would 
sleep in, bring the Winnebago to Walmart and sleep in there at night. And then first thing in the morning, you pull up to the surf spot, take the prime spot and just sit there all day, you know, talk to people and uh, surf, give beers, hook up with the uh, local homeless chicks. You know, it, he was living the life. So Ray Ray. So that song goes out to Ray Ray because he, you know, he was living the life. Got a song about Ben Schroeder, gnarly, gnarly skates, kind of a, uh, got a, a bull diddly beat, like a punk oh, nice. bull diddly thing going on. And, uh, you know, just the blazing fast. We got a real short one. We were known for playing short, fast songs early. Um, we had a song called count on our first album. It was four seconds long. Uh, <laughs> and that's counting the count going into the song, you know? <laughs> so, so we had a, we have one on this one called Kaiser Sose. And, uh, and we, the uh us messing around at the beginning of it and then the the like ro over rock and roll ending probably pull it out to like 15 seconds you know but the, the meat of the songs like you know like that you know um but just all kind of all all over the place you know um i you know we just have so many influences so many bands that we like you know we try not to limit ourselves you know we want to keep it interesting but keep it solid and, 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 you know, like tight and, and, and good musicianship in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. We got a song called stage dive, um, nice. working with Ed Culver, who shot most of the like uh, punk rock album covers in Southern California back in the day. Um, oh, you nice. know, TSOL, black flag, uh, circle jerks, adolescent, everybody. Um, and so I'm all Ed, Hey, we're doing a song about stage, stage dive. You got any photos? Cause he had a photo of, um, on wasted youth's first album, uh, called Reagan's in, I, I think it was a back and this dude just doing this back flip, like from hell, like, you know, like 300 feet in the air and he was going, Oh shit. You know, yeah. but the guy, the guy had a wasted youth sticker on the back of his jeans. So, so Ed is giving us like all these freaking killer photos to use and we're gonna do a video of it yeah so but it's, it's called stage dive and it's a it's a cautionary tale because we played a song one or i played a played a gig one time in phoenix about 10 years ago and i went to do a stage dive and the crowd just went Whoosh! and i oh landed God. yeah i landed on the back of my head mm. um and i like passed out for a while and the paramedics came and there's a picture of me. I'm still not sure if we're going to use it in the, in the, uh, it's not an Ed Culver photo, so we might not use it, but it's me just passed out in a pool of my own blood coming out of my head. I'm like, well, I never want to see that photo again, really. But the songs kind of, you know, it, it combines like, Hey, you know, the risk reward factor, right? You know, you're taking it, you're taking a risk. And we had an album called, uh, well, it, it wasn't our album. There's was a tribute album a JFA tribute album called um, All In. And there's there's some like insane stage dive photos on that. We played this uh, warehouse that had ramps in it, you know, and the ramps were maybe eight foot, 10 foot deep, you know, so that that you couldn't dig into the concrete, right? So that for a 10 foot deep ramp, it, the ramp itself had to be probably 10 and a half feet off the ground, you know? And then on top of that, they had like a rail another four feet right so you didn't you know fall off 10 10 and a half feet down to the ground and yeah. then we we played kind of on the bottom on you know just on the floor and there are all these kids and then all of a sudden i out of the corner of my eye i saw someone like literally like 
like flying in the air. That can't be real. Like some dude just like, like incredible air. And then I look over and another guy and dudes are doing stage dives like from 14 feet off the rails and jumping, boosting from there, you know? And so if you look it up, man, uh, JFA all in, there's, there's some, some of the photos on there. So we, uh, we might have to use those for something, uh, maybe for a flyer or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But stage dive is a, it's a, a true story, man. <laughs> oh man. I, I gotta tell you, man, I was excited for them already, but like that really, I feel like you've, uh, talked it up quite a bit. That sounds like it's going to oh, be just some a, of the song, man. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's all, it's, you know, let, let me know, man. You, you know how to get on me. Let me, let me know. Uh, everyone listening or watching, let me know too, you know, or, or whatever, you know, I want to, you know, hopefully you guys like it. I, I freaking dig it. You know, I'm, and I'm pretty, pretty picky about stuff. Like, uh, I don't want to listen to no, but I'll, <laughs> I'll listen to that again. That, that actually came out pretty good. You know, you'll check out this album. You'll listen to last <laughs> ride. I'll listen to it myself. So there you go. Was was this an album where you guys like like you recorded in one sitting, or is it kind of you know recorded on and off for a while? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's got like fourteen or eighteen songs on it because because we play pretty fast, short, you know, just yeah. like we play as many verses as anyone else, but we play so fast it's like you know half as long. <laughs> um, uh, but with that many songs, you know, uh, it took us probably like couple weekends to uh to do everything just you know first play live and then you know maybe something needed to be you know add another guitar to it or do the vocals you can't you know you want the to be quiet when you're doing certain things so it just took a couple weeks uh, a couple weekends so like like probably about four days to record it and then maybe like another couple days to to mix it and stuff you know which for us is an eternity you know like our, our early stuff we got it all done in a weekend so you know having that extra extra day or two really kind of kind of helped out on it i think because like, yeah, we're, we're mostly a live band too like i mean you know we try not to overthink stuff and just go with it and what works so you know I, come check us out live if you like the album then you'll probably love the live show man yeah, no, you're very much alive, very much a live band. You know, as we close this out, I mean, I just wanna I wanna ask you real quick. We've been talking so much, you know, including before, like with the history of punk and skating, all that, and how it was dangerous. This was not, it's it's gotten pretty mainstream now, or it's become like you were even talking about you go to a skate park, you'll see family and kids and stuff. And I'm sure that wasn't the way way, way back in the day. So, like, and this was interesting. We're also talking bad religion. I talked to Greg Graffin about this not long ago because he's the same way. You get your ass kicked. Like, he remembers being a punk, getting your ass kicked walking down the street. Do you remember at all the shift culturally? Like, where do you remember, like, a shift where punk rock and skateboarding and stuff like that was more accepted in the mainstream? Where, you know, maybe maybe people who weren't just straight up punks were now, you know, skateboarding or, or even listening to punk rock and maybe they weren't punks. Do you remember that shift at all when it happened well so like like i say in the 80s early 80s kind of everything fell apart like skateboarding was no longer cool all the skate parks closed punk rock was new it was dangerous there was like you know quincy md you know was a it was a uh sitcom and they were talking about kids being punks and getting hurt you know so everybody was against us. it was totally not cool uh through the mid 80s 
Um, then it started kind of getting cool, but still not mainstream through the rest of the eighties. And all of a sudden in the nineties, um, punk was no longer cool. Pool skating was no longer cool. It was all about hip hop and street music or street skating, you know? So, and then in the nine, you know, around the nineties, punk kind of came back and it was more kind of pop punk, like the, uh, fat records bands, which is oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. but, but pop and punk never really there to me. It's like, you know jumbo shrimp you know i'm not um <laughs> so but i i like those guys but there's some of them i'm like what the hell um so then around about the 2000 mid 2000s started getting mainstream you know and now you have like people everyone's got a tattoo you know no one had tattoos back in the day that was for pirates and friggin druggies you know and now grandma's got a tattoo you know <laughs> what i mean so um i'd probably say like you know mid 2000s on it just started being now it's cool and everybody's a punk rocker, which is, you know, it's fine as long as you're like doing it, you know, for the real reason, which is to be yourself and do whatever you want and not fall into like this, this formula of, well, I got to do this or this, I'm not punk. And like, no, you do what you want to do, but don't be an asshole. <laughs> and then, you know, that's punk rock, but still be cool to people, people. Like I, I hear some of these freaking idiots out there that like, you know, F this, F that, overthrow the government. That's punk. No, it's not punk rock, man. It's punk rock to stand up for what you believe in, but it's not punk rock to be a, a fascist idiot. You know, that fascism about as far as you can get from punk rock. Yes. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Brian, this has been a blast talking new music, talking history of the band. Again, I mean, uh, Last Ride coming out very soon. People should be on the lookout for that. You want to tell people, I mean, are you online? Is the band online? You want to tell us where to kind of stay connected with you all now? Yeah. Uh, so we kind of, we got a pretty cool thing going. Our buddy uh, has a uh, record company and uh, and a skateboard uh, company called Arizona Punks. It's azpx.com uh, and then slash JFA. And then that's kind of got like all different kinds of merch, our skateboards and like like lots and lots of flyers from back in the day and nice. news and stuff. So, um, you know, our record company is DC jam. We did some stuff with, um, with AZPX, but, um, but azpx.com slash JFA is a good place to go and just, you know, see what's going on. And, and, you know, you, you probably will probably put up when we, we got a bunch of shows coming up and in, in the SoCal uh, area, um, and hopefully we'll be playing out there. So we'll, we'll make sure to keep that kind of updated. And, uh, we got a, a web, uh, uh, Facebook page too. It's like real JFA is, is it? So, um, yeah, just, you know, check it out. Best thing to do is come to a show, you know, introduce yourself, man. I want to, I want to meet people. I love meeting people and saying, Hey, you know, well, awesome. I mean, Brian, great talking to you. We got JFA. Last ride coming very soon. Uh, if you're listening to the radio show, I'll probably spin some. Uh, we'll go through the catalog. We'll play some JFA now. We'll get we'll get into it. But uh, either way, Brian, great talking to you. Thank you everyone for checking this out. You are tuned in to the Power Chord Hour.